Welcome to the first Sunday session of 2020. Chris Kennedy and Kenny Scott here to take you through all eight games from round one. Our special guest this week is Sharks halfback Chad Townsend. Thank you both of us for joining us. Thanks for having us, boys. Great to be back, CK. Uh, There is no place I'd rather be. How good is football? We are all very happy that football's back. I guess we can't really escape from the spectre of the fact that it may not be back for that long. Um, this isn't a coronavirus podcast, but it's a footy podcast, and we, we have to at least mention it. Um, Chad, I'll, I'll throw to you. What's the kind of the, the mood and the vibe amongst the playing group? You know, next week we're looking at uh, playing to close stadiums. Um, the week by week after that, we're not sure what's going to happen. What are the players sort of saying and thinking? Yeah, look, it's uh, pretty crazy at the moment. Obviously, you know, this is the first of its kind and um, obviously a pretty relevant topic at the moment. But for us as players, um, you know, we're just trying to go to business as usual and obviously listen and understand the situation. Obviously, there's some big decisions and potentially some decisions that are taken out of our hands. But, you know, we're quite confident with the people that are making those decisions in terms of the NRL um, and happy to you know, follow any directive that they give. But like you said, playing next week in front of no fans is going to be definitely different. But if that's what we need to do, then, um, you know, as players, we're all for it. All right, well, um, we'll leave the coronavirus stuff alone because, it's like you said, it's moving so fast. We don't even know what's going to be the case day-to-day and hour-by-hour. Hour. Let's talk about some actual footy because there's plenty of footy to talk about. Um, we'll go backwards through the round. The Dragons and the West Tigers down in Wollongong. Um, Chatty, kick us off. The Tigers looked really good. A lot of changes for them. Um, five club debutants, I think it was, both the Lee Lua brothers. Benji Marshall, just absolutely brilliant, winding down the clock. Um, Dragons with a bit of work to do. Yeah, look, I thought it was a um, super impressive performance from the Tigers. Obviously, uh, they kicked away with it in the end, winning by 10 points. But I thought, as you mentioned, Benji Marshall was you know, probably uh, the best on ground for the Tigers, had a hand in, in a few tries, and, and especially uh, was able to you know, force a few crucial repeat sets, which forced the Dragons to continually defend their line, which then built some pressure, and then they were able to turn that pressure into points. So... A great start for uh, the Tigers, that's for sure. So Benji, Kenny, I know was, you would have enjoyed this one. Yeah, exactly. Right, Benji was he played so well. He was um, he, he he was calm and collected and quite strategic. His short kicking game was was amazing. So you will say, yeah, the Tigers played the Tigers played really well. But if I was a Dragons fan, I would be really really annoyed by that result. They bombed for, by my count, like <laughs> straight up mm. bombed, ruined at least four tries. I would say um, if you if you're just adding up. Um, scoring chances not converted. The Dragons would be like well in front of the Tigers. I reckon the Dragons and the Dragons fans were pretty dirty that they uh, walked away with a loss from that one. I also thought yeah, that. Um, Sorry, I also chat. thought. I also thought that the uh, the Dragons at times defended really well, especially on their try line. They kept turning them away, turning away. I also thought uh, Tyson Brazil looked really dangerous on that left edge. Obviously. Him and Tarek Sims had have swapped over this season, and and Frizz was able to make a few clean breaks, and he looked really solid. And then also really enjoyed that battle with uh, Tarek Sims and Josh Reynolds going at it together as well. 
quite entertaining. Right, that got a bit nasty towards the end, didn't it? But like, I mean, the, one thing I love about Josh Reynolds is he got like Tarek Sims hammered him the whole game, but then towards the back end of the game, I think when um, uh, James Graham was involved in a pretty crucial knock-on um, to give Tigers possession like within their ten, Josh Reynolds was right in his face. Um, like talking it up, really getting in there to make him angry. So like, even though like he gets, he might have gotten picked out by Tarek Sims. He's not afraid to give it right back to the Dragons as well. So uh, made for some uh, good. It was a good character building exercise. I think it's a win for the little guys today, boys. Yeah, yeah, absolutely <laughs> right. Um, the earlier game today, the Storm and the Seagulls. It's now almost twenty years. I think nineteen years since Melbourne have lost in round one. They just always get it done in the first week of the season. Craig Bellamy, Cam Smith, um, at it again. Look, I sit here and I admire what the Storm have been able to do consistently. Obviously, with their round one start and and coming from us as a club at the Sharks, you know, um, historically we haven't been able to start the season well. I think. We've lost round one for a number of years straight. So, um, you know, for someone like myself who admires the Storm system from afar, especially their coach and how consistent he is with their players, um, we play the Storm next week uh, at Cogra in our first game there. So um, it's going to be a huge test for us. But, um, you know, a great start for the Storm at, away at Lotto Land. For me, um, this game this game I thought was, was quite odd because it was... The first sort of the, the first three quarters of it were what like you'd saw it say were high quality football where not like, not that much happened and then the back end of the game it seemed to get really really sloppy like Melbourne were, were being like I hate to say un Melbourne like in their in their execution their attack really fell short um, and it wasn't until that uh, that Eisenhuth try right right at the end that sort of sealed the game for them. Um, where they got back on track, there was this really weird period of the last the last ten or fifteen minutes where everything just seemed to be falling apart. It's a wonderful rivalry they've got between the two of them. One of the biggest in the NRL now. Um, Manly, I don't know if they'd be too concerned. They got two guys back from injury early in Jake Travojevic and Adam Fanua Blake, who were expected to miss the opening rounds, and they both put in really big stints. So, um, you know, some positive signs there for the Seagulls, despite not scoring a try in that game. What about um, um, take- George, George Tafua? Oh. Right back at it, hey? Like those those <laughs> tackles, that, that, something to behold. Beautiful stuff. You don't go near George, boys. <laughs> Chad, have you, have you caught the George to fill here? Oh, I haven't, thankfully. I haven't. Um, and uh, my plan is to not go near him and not cop it. So. <laughs> Seems to be mostly the opposition wingers, though. I do remember uh, Cameron Munster being on the wrong side of one last year as well. So nobody yeah, safe. I remember that one. Wow. Um, Saturday night finished off with the Panthers and the Roosters. Probably the upset of the round. Um, Panthers were really impressive. Api Corasau just completely reinvigorated their attack. Nathan Cleary um, stepped up in the absence of James Maloney. Looks like he's ready to lead the team. Roosters a little bit off the pace. Uh, Kenny, I'll start with you, Chad. I know you would have probably missed the start of this game because you guys are only just coming off from um, the the Cronulla game. Um, Kenny, did you see this one coming? No, definitely not. I I honestly... I didn't place much faith in the Panthers this year. Not to say I thought they'd do poorly, but I didn't think they'd you know, improve to the point where they'd beat the Roosters first up. Um, I'm pretty sure everybody would have tipped the Roosters for this one, as you said, upset of the round. Um, I thought that the Roosters were pretty solid. Um, like Flanagan, I thought, was a, good, a pretty good debut for the club. There's a lot of pressure on his shoulders, of course. They seem to be 
Um, like it was a typical Roosters-like performance, but it seemed to uh, like lack just a little bit of sting that they normally have. But if you look back to last year, I think previous years, they've sort of started a little bit slowly. Um, so I don't think it means any great great change for them. But like you said, Appy Coruscant was outstanding. Um, and I think that for the Panthers to come back from 12 nil. Um, says a lot about where they are, like their attitude towards this season. Because I think I think Nathan Cleary said beforehand that in previous years they might have sort of packed up and had thirty put on them, but to come back um, and grind out a win, I thought was was really uh, good signs for twenty twenty. Chad, I know you um, like I said before, you you're playing when this kicked off, but you at least have seen the result. Is is seeing the Panthers down the Roosters much of a, a shock to you? Yeah, look, I, I caught the back end of the game to be honest, boys. Uh, and from what I saw, I was really impressed with Appy Corrissau. I thought he um, was really an X factor in the Panthers, which I probably haven't had in that in that acting half role for a number of years. So, um, you know, to be honest, I was a little bit shocked. But then the Panthers at home, uh, in front of you know their home fans, are are a tough tough team to beat. And I was really also impressed with what I saw from uh, their two wingers, uh, Josh Mantor and Brian Toole who really ran the ball extremely hard. They started their sets really well. I'm pretty sure both of them ran well over 100 metres. So, um, you know, those guys definitely deserve a pat on the back. And, and uh, what a way to upset the Premier's you know, a great start for the Panthers. How about that? Um, the Mansour kick for Crichton that I thought really, yeah. really like, set the game alight. <laughs> that was, like, that, those kind of plays are just so exciting to watch. Um, and they really hit home how good, like, how good a game rugby league and especially in terms of competition levels the NRL is um, and I yeah every time I see one of them I just um, you know I fall back in love I thought it was amazing especially in round one you know that that type of stuff really lifts you as a team and, and the momentum and, and from that moment on you could really sense that the Panthers were coming home strong and, and then obviously you know not long after Cleary was able to put kick out over and then uh, they held on so you know like I said a great result for those boys yeah Fantastic start for them. Uh, needed a, a strong start to the season after missing the finals last year. And let's talk about the game before that. Rabbitohs up against the Sharks. It was a fantastic contest. I really thought the Sharks were coming home over the top of the bunnies towards the end there, but couldn't quite find the uh, the killer blow. Chad, uh, give us your thoughts on this one. Yeah, look, uh, extremely disappointing for us, obviously, to go down by four points. Uh, you know, we probably, to be honest, got what we deserved. Uh, you know, our completion rate really let us down. Our our errors, we were ill-disciplined. I'm pretty sure we made uh, around 14 errors, which um, is something we've been working on all pre-season. I know we gave ourselves a chance to win the game towards the end, and we're really proud of the way we were able to fight, we're able to fight back through some adversity. We lost Ronaldo Mulatalo, one of our wingers, early, so that sort of shifted our back line and had some people playing out of position. And then young Connor Tracy came on and played in the centres, and then um, you know we had that chance to... To score, the, which potentially would have been the match-winning try in the corner, but was ruled a forward pass. So, you know, it's disappointing for us and not the way we, we planned for the game to go, but, you know, we, we have to move on. What do you do with situations like that? So, obviously, that was... When I watched it, I thought, that's that's an epic finish where I can't believe the Sharks are going to draw level. It was called forward. It was, it was the right call. But when you got, like, a, a young player who... Um, I'm not going to say it made a huge error, but you know, just didn't didn't deliver on the clutch play that could have been. How does what as a teammate and I suppose as as a as a team in general, how do you handle those moments? Yeah, well, look, first and foremost, I think in the heat of the moment, you know, there's obviously a lot of emotion in it. 
Um, you know, straight away, it's obviously frustration, disappointment. But then once it sorts to start to settle down, like after the game, Connor was really disappointed. Obviously, that you know that was a call, and and it was called forward. And and I went over to him and I just said to him, mate, um, you know, you, you just got to flush it. You just got to move on. Like these things happen. You know, throughout your career, like I'll ask you if you remember it at the end of the year, and you probably won't even tell me that you remember it. So it's important that you know, not only him but our whole squad, we move on to the next job, the next, the next thing we need to do. And and for us, right at the moment, it's it's Melbourne. So um, yeah, just trying to move on as, as quickly as possible. Tiny bit of a new look team for you guys, Chad. Obviously, Blake Braley taking over from his brother Jaden at number nine. Um, a few big names missing from the outside backs. Young Will Kennedy, who's been in and around the top squad for a while, taking over at fullback. Um, Toby Rudolph, who obviously um, had a, a horror knee injury right after signing with the club, um, fought back from that last year and made his long-awaited NRL debut. So there was some uh, some positives for you guys as well in that sense. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, we're able to give uh, NRL debut to Toby Rudolph, who who's come back uh, from an ACL injury last year and really, uh, you know, a bit of a journeyman, to be honest, but really Ernie's position in first grade. And then, as you mentioned, you know, we've got a few young kids as well in, in the likes of Will Kennedy and, and obviously Blake Braley, who um, are making the most of, of their opportunity. And, you know, we've still got Matt Moyle and Josh Dugan and Bronson Cherry to come back into our side. So we're a little bit skinny in terms of outside backs, but, um, you know, all in all, we've definitely got things to work on, but, um, you know, we're definitely disappointed with, with the result on the weekend. How did you feel the um, the Rabbitohs played? Obviously, all eyes have been on Latrell Mitchell through the off-season, his first NRL game at fullback. Um, they've obviously had some big names go out from the, the forward pack and some younger guys come in as well. Um, you're obviously one of the main kickers in the Sharks' side. Did you feel like Latrell was a, a target for you guys? And How did you feel he went? Yeah, look, I... Um I definitely, uh, you know, with with Wayne Bennett coach teams, you know what you're going to expect. Obviously, a team that completes high and tries to put a lot of pressure on you. Uh, you know, definitely we were trying to attack Latrell with our kicking game and try and run him around a little bit and bring him out of uh, his left corner. Obviously, he's got a, a pretty lethal right-hand fan, so to try and limit that. But, um, you know, when he went off, I was actually a little bit surprised. I thought he might have got injured mm. and... Uh, I was actually, you know, not sure why you would take a player like that off the field. And um, so that was, you know, that was new to me. But, um, yeah, that was definitely an interesting one, I guess, from our end, for sure. Yeah, I guess uh, Wayne spoke after the game talking about Latrell coming in. You obviously do a lot more running at fullback than you do at centre where he's been playing the last few years and there's a lot of learning to do in terms of positioning and guiding the defence, that sort of thing. So he sort of said it was the plan to, to give AJ the last quarter or so of the game. But like you say, it's a, a little bit unusual. Yeah, look, I can definitely understand it. Obviously, with the high-performance uh, perspective and, and know that fullbacks definitely do a lot more running than centres. Uh but in terms of you know, when the game's on the line, that's probably where you sort of um, need your, your star players to come in and play hand. So, um, like I said, it was um, you know, a little bit weird for me to see him go off. But, you know, if that's what works for them, then that's all good. 
The early game on Saturday, the night's far too good for the Warriors. 20 points to nil. Um, now, Chad, you would have seen probably almost none of this warming up, obviously, for your game. So, Kenny, I'll throw to you. Um, now, we don't want to lay the boot into the Warriors too much because they're doing pretty much the whole sport a, a massive favour by staying in Australia um, in the midst of this virus pandemic to um, to make sure we have a round two to play. But um, they would have been disappointed with how things panned out on the field. Yeah, no, you make, you make a good point. We, I, I won't lay the boot in, but it was... I don't know. It was just a pretty, really poor game. Um, the, I, I honestly, I can't, I can't think of much, much more to say about it other than that. Like the Knights could probably take, um, could take a bit away. I think they showed some um, improvement from the way they finished last year. Definitely, that's for sure. Um, but I don't think it'd be a good gauge of how either team's really going to progress throughout the season because the Knights played well, um, but not well enough. Like not against against a proposition that played really poorly. Um, and I mean, I guess it, it is what it is now. And now with uh, New Zealand camped, essentially cut off from the rest, of, <laughs> cut off from New Zealand um, and their families, and camped in, um, I think it's Kingscliff. Um, mm. Who knows what the next performance is going to be like? Maybe it'll rally them, and maybe they'll they'll start playing like a, um, a really hard edged team. Um, but I guess it could go either way. Chad, obviously, like we said, you wouldn't have seen much of this one. But any thoughts on the the score line, or did it surprise you? Yeah, look, I obviously didn't see much of the game boys warming up for our game, but um, yeah, it, it did surprise me. Obviously, um, you know, I actually thought the Warriors, you know, had had, had a pretty good preseason. Um, I thought they would, you know, come out and and um, obviously work on a lot of the things that they've worked over the summer. But in terms of the Knights, I really think they're going to be a big mover this season. I think they've recruited really well. Um, obviously, have been building over the last number of seasons. Uh, it's good to see my my good mate Jaden Braley, you know, get 80 minutes out at, at his new club. So, um, you know, great performance for them, especially at home. Um, you know, so good signs for the Knights. Here's a stat that I ripped straight out of the Fox uh, TV com- uh, commentary. Uh, apparently, it was the Knights' first shutout since 2014. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Um, yeah, positive signs for Newcastle moving forward. We'll take it through to Friday night, which was probably one of the matches of the round. The Cowboys and the Broncos, a, a derby that rarely fails to deliver. Um, thought the Cowboys might be coming home strong in this one, but Broncos just managed to hold on uh, 28-21. couple of their young forwards just absolutely explosive. We know how good they are. Payne Haas, David Fafita, these sort of guys. Um, Chad, you must just look on in awe at what some of these young forwards at Brisbane are, are doing at the moment. Yeah, oh, definitely. I mean, well, first of all, it was amazing to see the new stadium opened, obviously, mm. up at, at North Queensland. It looks phenomenal. I uh, can't wait to get the chance to play there a bit later on in the season. But as you mentioned, you know, the Broncos have got, you know, some young tearaways. Their, their forward pack is full of youth and full of just uh, explosive power. Obviously, with Payne Haas, Tavita Pangai Jr., um, the try that David Fafita scored was absolutely freakish. It was absolutely nothing on. He shrugs off two defenders and um, turns Valentine Holmes inside out and runs, you know, over 50 metres to score. Shows speed, you know, power, all of all of the above. So um, a pretty impressive, you know, result for the Cowboys. Uh, this, as you mentioned, this, this game quite often goes down to the wire and and obviously a big win for them after losing, you know, my good mate Jack Bird early, earlier in the week with with a devastating mm. injury. So, um, you know, a really good start for them. Um, I had a, I had a feeling that the uh, the Cowboys were probably like this. This was a really big game for a couple of reasons. It's it's the Cowboys Brisbane game, which is always an epic encounter at home to kick off that to kick off the new stadium. 
um, in a season after they've had a disappointing end to their last season. I, I feel like the perhaps the weight of expectation of this game might have affected them somewhat. Like, um, you know, Kyle felt kicked kicked off, kicked out from the kickoff, that sort of stuff. I think maybe they were just a bit a bit too amped, um, and that might have psyched them out a little bit. Um, I thought the in terms of previous Broncos Cowboys in, encounter, this wasn't as as explosive or as an epic a feel. Um, to coin a phrase, as as other ones, but it was still pretty good. I, I did like how it came down to the wire. Probably didn't come close enough um, to get the real, you know, to get the um, excitement pumping through the veins. But uh, I thought there were some pretty um, pretty positives to both teams. What did you guys think of Val Holmes' um, return? Yeah, look, Chad, I, I yep. yeah, look, boys, I uh, I really enjoyed uh, watching Val. Obviously, um, you know, he made a few errors which was kind of to be expected. But, you know, he had a try, had a try assist. He um, ran for over 180 metres. So, you know, I knew that he would be able to slip back in and do the things that he was able to do when he was playing the NRL previously. Uh, that try he scored was, you know, just sheer pace, sheer power and strength for Valentine Holmes. You know, you give him space, you give him room, um, you know, he's going to make you pay. So I've got no doubt he's got areas of his game which he can improve on. Um, but all in all, you know, I think promising signs for Val, and you know, I'm, I'm stoked to see him back. Yeah, just an absolute freak of an athlete, pretty much from the time he, he made his NRL debut, and like you said, probably some rustiness to be expected on his return from the NFL, doing a, a different type of training, the much more short burst, explosive type of training, and different sort of skills. But enough good signs there in that first game back to suggest he's going to be a, a huge asset to the Cowboys this year. Uh, the early Friday game was the Raiders up against the Titans, probably went roughly to script. Um, the grand finalists from last year didn't really look too troubled for most of it. Titans uh, coming off a wooden spoon, a few positive signs, but, um, it, you know, hopefully it won't be as, as long of a season this year as it was for them last year. Yeah, look, I thought the Titans, I thought um, they really struggled at times, but, you know, they showed a little bit of fight when uh, Anthony Don scored that try. They were really coming back um, to challenge the Raiders, obviously, the Raiders and what they did last season, they, they took off where they left. Um, I thought Jack Watton was outstanding, just showed his class. You know, he's just a big, strong ball carrier, really challenges you to make to make him tackle him. So, um, you know, a good start for, for him and also a good start for the Raiders. I have a, a confession to make. I officially tipped the Titans for this game. Because um, <laughs> I, gen- I genuinely thought they'd come out like just determined to have a really good first game. Um, and I also thought, and, and that's not good enough to get a win, um, that alone, but I also thought the Raiders would be a bit shaky going into this season, again, with um, the weight of expectation and George Williams, the, like, you know, a new, a new halfback for the team. I thought that would be quite disruptive to start the season, but obviously shows what I know, um, absolutely nothing, because George Williams had, I mean, the Titans um, were thoroughly beaten. Um, George Williams had a, a pretty good game, um, but... Uh, like to overlook the fact that Hodgson, Hodgson and, and Whiten basically run the, run the team anyway, um, again, shows how uh, little knowledge I actually have. Yeah, I didn't mind that as a tip, to be honest. I thought the Titans were really attacking through the preseason. They they ran down a big lead against Brisbane in one of the trials. They were pretty good through the nines. A lot of the young players on display and Canberra very disrupted, a whole new um, right side, a new halfback to, to bet in. Um, I, I sort of smelled a bit of an upset there, but uh, wasn't to be, although I will confess I did tip Canberra, so I took the, uh, the safe option. Um, 
Chad, I guess from your point of view, George Williams coming in, he's very much a, um, a dynamic runner of the football, probably not too dissimilar to the way that Jack Whiten plays and very different probably the way that Aiden Caesar plays. Do you see that sort of halves combination? Like You, you at Cronulla obviously have the um, the yin and the yang with Sean Johnson. Do you think two similar players like Whiten and Williams can be a success together? Yeah, look, I do, but um, I also think uh, time will tell. I think George Williams is an outstanding talent uh, a great rugby league player, and I think um, he was pretty solid on his game on Friday night. Obviously, he probably would have been a little bit nervous in his first NRL game. Um, didn't didn't try and overplay his hand, just try to do his job, and I thought he did his job really well. So um, I guess time will tell uh, in terms of uh, that combination. That obviously, as you said, they are both runners of the football, and um, you know sometimes someone needs to step up and make the call about. Uh, where the direction of the team's going, but um, I'm sure they've got their processes there. And um, you know, over the last few years, I guess you look at some of the most successful teams, and and they've had a well-balanced halves combination with almost like a general uh, kicking game based player, and then also a running based player. So you know, it's exciting for the Raiders. Um, like I said, I think George Williams was solid, and you know, I'm looking forward to seeing how he goes in the NRL. It'll be interesting to see how it pans out. Last but not least, or potentially arguably least, if you want to watch the highlights, the Eels and the Bulldogs on Thursday night. Um, I was out there at Bankwest Stadium, a magnificent ground, but um, probably a game that won't dominate the weekend highlight reels. 8-2, the Eels got there in the end, a penalty go apiece and a a late fortuitous try was the difference. Um, Chad, Watching this one, you obviously had some some tough battles with both these clubs over the years. You, you feel like just the first game of the season, a lot of rustiness and, and that sort of thing? Yeah, definitely. I thought both teams were a little bit rusty and um, I thought that the Bulldogs really actually hung in there. They really made it a dog fight, which really suits them, uh, the Bulldogs. You know, they're probably not the most prettiest team and they probably don't have the greatest, I guess, attack. But what they do is they really challenge you and really play for 80 minutes. And I thought the Dogs did that. They gave themselves a chance at the depth to sort of come back and win the game, which um, that's all you can ask for, a team that just tries their absolute best. Um, and I thought Parramatta were, were okay. I thought they were a little bit rusty with some of their attack. They obviously started really fast, a lot of line speed, um, a lot of intent. But then around that 25- to 30-minute mark, it was a few errors. So... Um, you know, a good win for them, but you know, definitely you can see that both teams were a little bit rusty. Maybe, it, maybe it's just because this was the first game of the season, and you know, everyone's so like so excited. There's so much anticipation. I had heaps of fun watching this one, and I think I think I think I'm the only person in the world that enjoyed the game because I didn't realize it was a poor game until I checked Twitter afterwards, and everyone was complaining about it. I had a great time. Um, I thought there was two, two two things to highlight for this game was. I really felt that Parramatta. It, it felt like Parramatta had already won this game before the, before kickoff had even happened. Like it was like a you know fait accompli, um, and I think it was really well done for the Dogs for you know if they defended really well. Um, and you know it was, it was obviously a, a close game. Um, but what about those like the captain's challenge is a great innovation for 2020. But sure, it was sure introduced with a real thud that uh, initial captain's challenge from um, Regan Campbell Gillard will via Clint Gutherson and then the, the follow up from um, Dallin Latini Zilesniak. <laughs> Pretty poor examples of how to use them I'd say. <laughs> yeah look boys we um, we were obviously watching that game uh, having pl- playing the next day and and when, once the captain's challenges uh, had happened and obviously how 
how poor they were and unsuccessful. Our group chat was going off and we were talking about the captain's challenge and uh, Wade Graham was saying, uh, boys, you've only got one chance on the captain's challenge and if you fail, then you have to pick the cap you have to pick the captain up and take him to training all week. So we're just have, <laughs> having a bit of having a bit of a laugh about it. Was there any talk about um, you don't use it unless it's a critical situation, even if you're really confident? Because the Eels burned it early, not only on a, a chance that turned out to be a long way from being successful, but also when it didn't really impact the game and there was still 60 minutes to go. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I spoke with um, our coach, John Morris, about that at our captain's run um, on Friday after the game. And um, I just said to him, obviously, I think it might have been two all. And obviously, it was really early into the game and, and they challenged it and were unsuccessful. And it was pretty much, obviously, just a waste of a challenge. So we spoke about that and we decided to hold on to ours a little bit later in terms of um, time of the game. And we actually didn't use our captain's challenge. But, yeah, you're right. We definitely learned about how to use it. Um, obviously, you know, where you can potentially... Um, when the game's on the line, I guess, later in, later in the game. And obviously, um, you know, the Bulldogs, I, I heard a lot of people tipping eels by 40 nil or whatever it was going to be. I, I don't think you've been paying too much attention to the Bulldogs the last year or so if you thought they were going to capitulate by 40 in round one. They obviously had a tough week with some negative headlines and some players being disciplined. Um, that famous Belmore fight was on show. I think they were always going to come out with a, a point to prove and a chip on their shoulder and guys like, you know, Josh Jackson and Aiden Tolman, these leaders around their group, they were always going to rip and tear from the first ball. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think they've got some great leaders. Those guys you just mentioned with Josh Jackson and Aiden Tolman, and obviously they faced a little bit of adversity last week around their squad and some players getting stood down. Um, but, you know, those guys have been around a long time and, and know how to bunker down. And, and I was like I said, I was really um, impressed by the way that the Bulldogs hung in there. Uh, they just showed fight, fight, fight until the end, and they gave themselves a chance to win the game, and that's all they can do. Um, you know, I've got no doubt they'll be better for the game, and um, you know, will really improve on on uh, their round one result. Yeah, I think you're right. That's a really good point. Um, all they need to do is if a bit of a bit more um, uh, experience and a bit more direction in in attack, and they would have won that game. Um, there was absolutely no issues with their defence. The one the one try that Parramatta got was like it was lucky, really. Um, mm. It was just, if they can just sharpen their attack a bit, um, then I think they'll go um, much better this year. No reason they can't be the team they were towards the end of last mm. year where they were winning games sort of 12-6 um, and on the back of their defence. Well, boys, thank you very much for joining us. That's all eight games in the can. We're all looking forward to hopefully a very exciting round of NRL next weekend, even though um, the atmosphere might be a bit strange with no crowds. Any footy is better than no footy. Um, Chad, a massive, massive thank you for making time for us on a Sunday night. Fantastic insights. Much appreciated. And Kenny, um, as always, a pleasure to have you with me on the podcast. Cheers, boys. Up up, Cronulla. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks, guys.